This is Houston Ish. This is Houston Ish. Hey guys, welcome back. It is episode 30, the Dirty 30. And we are celebrating with a very special guest, Yvonne Mendoza from Tierra de Artesanos. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. We are happy to have you here. I uh, gotta say that every time I see you now, I think about mole. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's a funny way to start the interview, but I was looking um, for this you. This is a delicious way to start the interview. Yes. Please yes. continue. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> I saw, I was looking at your um, your Instagram feed. And I saw that you were, I was like kind of stalking you because I was like, oh my God, you're going to all these cool places. I know. Uh, for everybody listening, where did you where did you just come back from? I literally just got back Sunday night from Mexico City. Oh, I hear it's awesome. It is so beautiful. <gasps> so beautiful. So much to see. So many people. I was yeah. just in love with being around my brown people. Yes. And just, um, it, it was great. Man. So um, I, I, I'm back to the mole. Okay. <laughs> I did have some. I had enmoladas, so that was good. I had, wait, what? What'd you have? Enmoladas. So it was a tortilla mainly dipped in this, like, really great mole with a side of bistec. My mouth just watered. It was good. (laughs) Man. See, and I'm not eating eating bread, so, like. Oh, sorry. Oh, you're dying here. I'm dying, man. But it sounds delicious. (laughs) And then I saw this other video, too, uh, where you were picking pan dulce. Yes. Oh, my God. It looked like a factory of pan dulce. That's what I was telling my mother. So my mother grew up um, in a panaderia. And oh, so um, I was. it was called lady. Pasteleria right. Ideal in Mexico City and in, mm-hmm. in El Centro. And there, I kid you not, there was probably like over a thousand pieces of pan. And wow. I was like, I have to bring some home. So I like grabbed a big tray and filled it up with conchas and... Yeah. and all, all, all types of breads, mm-hmm. and they packaged it really well because they knew I was coming to the states, and so oh, okay. it made it through immigration, it made it through customs, <laughs> wow. and it's in my house. Wow. <laughs> so cool. no sticky fingers. Nobody went into the bag. And they're like, ooh, <laughs> no, I carried that later. with me. It was snack on the later. airplane with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. What's your favorite bread? Like, what's? So I'm a big. F- so I love my conchas, but I really like ojos. They're what are ojos? So it's um, <laughs> the center is is cakey, um, mm. and then the outside it has a flaky. It's like it's flaky. Oh so the inside is soft, the outside is flaky, and it's known as an ojo. Cakey and flaky. And you don't yeah. see if you, you, combination right there. <laughs> this is why we need to go live one of these days because I don't know if y'all seen that Whitney Houston video from years ago where she's just fanning herself and she's sweating on stage. This is me right now. Is that so. going to be this week's uh, this week's cover cover Ooh. photo? Just pandulce just falling all over my head and just like I'm fanning myself right now. Hey. Just dreaming. Speaking of pandulces falling from the sky, uh, there's a, a mural that's going up here in uh, Denver Harbor. They've been working on it for the last couple Ooh, of weeks. Is it pandulce? Yes, it's pandulces <gasps> raining from the sky. Amen. And then there's this big umbrella, big old red umbrella, um, and then you can stand right there and pretend you're underneath the umbrella. Stop it. With the concha Stop falling it. out. Wow. Oh it's, my god. That's amazing. Yeah. You guys, I really did not plan this statement. They're gonna they're gonna I have they're gonna have a uh, an unveiling, the unveiling of the mural. They're gonna have a big festival around it right there in Denver Harbor. Uh, diverse Houston artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, January sixth, they're gonna be having a thing, and we are gonna actually be talking to them um, the week January. right before. Yeah, in January, the yeah. very first week of January. Yeah, to, uh, yeah. Yeah, so cool. Concha mural, 
so y'all get y'all, uh, gonna, y'all be ready. I'll be there for sure, <laughs> since you know I can't really eat the concha at all. But you know, so you could. So you just came back from Mexico. I did. You had an amazing trip. I did. Is, is that where you were originally from? Or are you here from the states? Uh, what did you? I guess it's a, it's kind of a loaded question, right? Like, where are you from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, I I was born and raised in Houston. So um, I actually grew up in the East End, where oh, yeah, where my shop is currently located. Um, my people. Uh, but my mother is from General Terán, Nuevo León. Oh. So about an hour and a half from Monterrey. My father's from San Luis. Oh, um, San Luis Potosí. So Mexican American, but yeah. Sorry, I get really excited. No, it's okay. <laughs> like, yes. Mirasa. I've been I know. waiting for this episode. No, I mean, it's just... Um, My people. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm born here, but uh, Mexican first. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's interesting you bring that up because I've gotten, and I've talked about this before, I think, in the cast, and... Um, I've, I've had some very almost what start as, you know, just simple conversations that kind of get heated with, with uh, I want to say brown people in general, mm-hmm. because I'll say, uh, like, where are you from? And I'll say, oh, I'm from Mexico. And then they'll say, oh, what, what year did you come to the U.S.? And I'll say, oh, I was like five. So, you're, so you grew up in Houston? I'm like, yeah, but I'm Mexican. And they're like, hmm. So depending on who you talk to, you know, they'll be like, yeah, cool, 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 okay. And then other people that really did live in Mexico, they're like, how dare you? You know? You can't please everybody. So, so, and also just like the way that you quote identify, like, Mm -hmm. do you consider yourself Latina? Do you consider yourself a Houstonian? Do you consider yourself Hispanic? Do you consider, you know what I mean? They can go on and on and on and on, on checking boxes. So when people ask me, like, well, where are you from or what, how do you, um, identify yourself i always say mexican-american because mm-hmm. i you know mexican first american very close second yeah you know what i mean like i don't want to say that you know but mexican-american so when people ask you mm-hmm. how do you respond to that question that's it is a loaded question right? i yeah. think so professionally uh, i'm a social worker by training and so oftentimes they ask for like what's your bio mm. right and so for me it's super important to say I'm a Latina social worker. Okay. Um, but for those who know me, um, close friends, family, of course, um, in in people who know me through my store, they straight up know I'm Mexican American. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, I'm Mexican Latina. I mean, yeah. Do you think that maybe saying um, Mexican as opposed to Latina kind of closes off certain people from from you or being able to kind of get to you or they kind of stop people from coming to you in a way for help? You say as a social worker? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, for me, it's um, – so when it comes to my – my social work role, professional life, mm-hmm. I always do say I'm Latina. Yeah. And then, um, and it doesn't, I think, you know, we offer mental health services to Spanish speaking, mm-hmm. um, our Spanish speaking community. So oftentimes there's a comfort there, whether right. they're from El Salvador or Honduras or, you know, Mexico, Latin America. Um, so for me, it's, it almost opens the gate. Gotcha. So um, I'm really proud to say that. Now, don't don't get me wrong. There have been situations where I obviously am brown. I obviously am a Latina, and mm-hmm. um, and uh, I'm serving a non Latina person, and so right. they they are more to question. They question a little more, like, "Oh, where are you from?" And I'm like, "Oh, you know, I was born and raised here, right. but I'm Mexican American." Yeah. And so, um, but I think when it comes to our our, our uh, you know, Spanish-speaking populations. It, again, I think it's it's it opens the gate. So I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. 
you so, see, oh, oh, you seem to be um, pretty connected, uh, like to your roots. Uh, has that always been the case? Have you never, or did you? Was it one of those you had to kind of go back and and rediscover? You know, I think I rediscovered it when I left for college. Um, my parents uh, did, I think, a really great job in trying really hard to say, adentro, en la casa se habla español, afuera mm. se habla el inglés, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. aquí somos mexicanos, afuera es otra, otra cosa. And mm -hmm. so I grew up in that, in that place where my mother always said, you know, it's important for me that you guys talk in Spanish, it's important that we visit your grandparents. So I had the luxury in it, it's a great privilege to be able to travel back and forth when I was younger. Um, to visit my grandparents and to get to know different parts of, of uh, Mexico. And so I grew up with that. But then we moved to the Burbs, mm -hmm. um, and mainly because my mother wanted um, a better school, better school district and kind of wanted to provide us a better education. And so I moved to the Burbs and really there and I was in high school. And so there's a lot of this like identity thing going on in high school that we all go through. Yeah, for sure. And so I think it was there where I started to really like struggle, like, wait, who am I? OK, at home, I'm this and, and we have these traditions. But most of my friends were were white. Um, mm -hmm. There was very few um, Latinas that I interacted with at school, and so I, I did. I did feel like there was a conflict there, not with anyone other than myself. Mm. Um, and so, but when I left for college and and realized like how much of that was a privilege, I, I remember calling home. I, I was I was like, "Mom, thank you so much for teaching me Spanish, and like, <laughs> thank you so much for everything that you've done. And I'm so happy to be brown. I'm so happy to be Latina. Like, I'm so happy. Aww. And mainly because um, where I was at, it was it was a very conservative. Um, you know, small town, and I and I was one, either the only brown person in the in the classroom or in our in our classes, and I just felt this need to stay incredibly connected to who I was. So I think really at nineteen for me, it was a peak point where I'm like, this is my identity, this is what I'm carrying, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna perfect my Spanish. I'm going to understand where I come from. I want to know my parents' story. They were undocumented immigrants. How did they become documented? So it really was at 19 where I felt like there was more of an intention mm -hmm. uh, for me. Um, and so after that, it kind of just developed from there. That's awesome. Are you getting emotional? I, it's not an episode unless I cry. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I always I always have a tendency to go to the morbid side and then I'm like <laughs> hey it's okay Liz goes all over the place I'm all over I'm like I'm, I'm like hey if you if you want to ride on this emotional roller coaster to hop on cause like I am there yeah. good. I mean I can't help it I can't help it <laughs> I, I, def, I that resonates with me so much you know I remember high school um, I got into the debate team mm. Man, I'm sorry. Okay, I was raised in in the East End, you know. Going to I went to Bristol Elementary. What what? Home of the Armadillo. <laughs> we're rolling with the home. Oh my so I know we're the home of the Armadillos. Um, you know, I grew up with nothing but Hispanic friends. Mm -hmm. You know, I grew up with nothing but Hispanic friends where they would have lunch and they would take out you know their flour tortillas with you know mm -hmm. you know for breakfast and stuff and be like, dang, mm -hmm. you know, and. Then I went to high school and I went to this amazing high school and 
I had these opportunities to, to venture outside of my world. And my world was only that one like mile radius, really, because I lived right by my elementary school. Mm-hmm. So I remember it, I'll never forget going to Kingwood High School. <laughs> Your face right now says it all. And I was, it's like a reverse culture shock. Oh, oh for real. First no, of all, who built these mansions for these children to learn in? Okay. <laughs> and then secondly, when I walked in, I had never seen, and I'm not kidding, I've never, I had never seen so many white people at one time. Mm. I kid you not. Mm-hmm. And I'm here in my like Kmart skirt with my loafers, trying to look all <laughs> professional, my first debate, you know, and like I was legit scared. Yeah. And I remember going into the room, and if you guys don't know what debate is, you go into a room, into a classroom in high school, and you're like, you know, two against two, you have some judges, you debate about a topic, whatever, they say a winner. Before the debate started, the Caucasian lady across from me, I was kind of messing with my hair and whatnot. I was really nervous. And she was totally trying to intimidate me. She's like, um, your hair looks um, much better up, if I do say so. No. <laughs> and I was like... <sighs> Please don't say so. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And I was like, thanks, Kimberly. You know, like, I was just like, whatever, lady. And just little, like, feeling so out of place. And it messed with my head, you know? Mm. Like, it really messed with my head being the only, like, I could see myself at, like, this little brown dot going, bing, 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 like, up and down the stairs of (laughs) Kingwood High School, you know? It was just, like, like a total culture shock. And I remember being young and kind of not liking Mm-hmm. My, the color of my skin mm. because I felt so out of place. Mm-hmm. I felt like I grew up listening to Tigres del Norte mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And then I was listening to Rage Against the Machine and like NSYNC and I was like, you know, going all crazy. So I, like I had all this, these two worlds yeah. that were meshing into one. And to this day, I'll say, I don't know if I want to dye my hair that color. I just look so Mexican, you know? Mm. And my husband, he'll constantly say, what's wrong with looking Mexican? Mm. I love you. You're beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't deal with the issues that I deal with. So, like, when I go to the store and they're like, uh, perdón, señora, me puede ayudar? And I'm like, uh, uh? And, like, I'm like, yeah, I can speak Spanish. But then sometimes it's kind of a negative. Like, mm. when, just when I went to Five Below, we had a bunch of claws in the last episode. And he, I went, I was like, okay, he talked about needing toys. Yeah. I went to Five Below. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at gifts that I think I could donate to the cause. And this man comes up behind me, and I'm assuming he's trying to flirt. I don't know how flirting works. I've been with Sam for like over 11 years. <laughs> and he starts, he, and he says to me, he's not, by the way, brown, okay? Okay. So he comes up behind me, and he's like, hey, senorita. And I'm like, for real? <laughs> like, I turned around and looked at him like, okay. And he's like, como estas? No huele bien? No, no bueno? No bueno? Because I was smelling this really cheap perfume. Mm-hmm. And I looked at him like, oh, really? Because I'm brown? You just assume that I don't speak English? Mm-hmm. You're going to come at me like that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like this thing where I still struggle with it. Mm-hmm. And I want to be... You're not the only one. A lot of people do. I mean, how would you react if you were in my situation and the guy comes up behind? Like, you would... I'm assuming you wouldn't have been even offended. You would have just been like, okay, mm-hmm. weirdo. He was talking to you and in, in, he tried to talk he to you in Spanish. He was trying to talk to me in Spanish. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think for me, it's... I will say my younger sister is so much better at this than me. She definitely calls people out. Yeah. Um, she's very good at that. And I think there's an intention with that. Like, mm. um, especially for someone that is not brown. Yeah. Um, to to think that um, or to assume. Right. To make that assumption. I think for me, I would have just uh, – I'm really good at letting people finish. Mm-hmm. So I would have probably let him f- – finish kind of see him struggle through mm-hmm. through that and then I would have said 
um, do you prefer for me to talk to you in English or in Spanish? Mm-hmm. <laughs> snap. Mic drop. Snap. <laughs> Mic drop. And I think that goes back to my training. We always, um, there's this like, okay, let people finish, right? And then let me give you the option. Mm-hmm. And because I have the option, I have like, that privilege. She's like, how do you want to be schooled, sir? <laughs> Pretty much. How would you like to be schooled? And what language do you want me to school you? Because I know a few. When you're a person of color, it's almost like you have to walk around with your degrees and be like, oh, really? Wow. Open up that's that scroll. True. Open up that that's scroll real. real quick. Damn, that's, that's real. Cool. Let me tell yeah. you all my accolades, though. Let me tell yeah. you all my accolades, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just ridiculous. I mean, it's ridiculous. Have you dealt with that? I mean, I mean, I wonder. I'm, I'm, sh- I'm certain First of all, I was looking at your bio. Mm-hmm. Stalker. I was looking at your bio. <laughs> um, it's okay. And I thought it was so interesting how everything, how everything started. So you went on a trip yes. to the Yucatan? Yeah, Merida, Yucatan. Merida, Yucatan. Sounds like you were like in a bathing suit. Like, oh, my gosh. Can I just and, yes, say, tell us, please, I want to know. Like, people who have not gone to Mexico and have the privilege to do so, Merida is the place to go. It is absolutely beautiful, filled with so much culture, amazing food, Mm -hmm. and it's not the Mexico that we hear about, and it's not the food that is common here, even in Houston. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, just a plug. Yeah. Travel to Merida. I'll but try, yes. man. I'll start putting on my little <laughs> my little piggy banks. Yeah. <laughs> my various piggy banks that I crack open every time. So you went you went in twenty fourteen. Yeah. And you saw uh Mercado. Well you told me the story. Why yeah. don't why don't you say it? You were there, right? <laughs> you told me the story. You were there. Yeah, so it was twenty fourteen, which feels like not that long ago, but um I was there and um I was near a plaza and there was a mercado. And the mercado was all women. Mm. And they had their beautiful huipiles on, the the common, like, yucateca, you know, embroidery. And I was like, oh, my gosh, these women are, like, on point. Like, they are sitting there selling their craft, and everything was handmade, of course. Mm-hmm. And... um and one of the ladies was like, hey, so this is super organized. They were under beautiful tents and everyone had like a little badge on. And I'm like, who is doing this? Mm-hmm. Like, because this is amazing. And they're like, oh, we're cooperativas, which are basically collectives. Um, nice. And the local government is supporting us. So they'll put the tent up and they let us come and sell our crafts here once a month. Mm-hmm. And it's all like women-based, all empowerment-based. And I was like... That's amazing. They're like, yeah, they even made us these cards. And she hey. takes out this, this like, her business card. And I'm like, where are you from? Oh, yeah. She's like, I'm from a small town about an hour from the city. So Merida is, wow. is the largest city in, in the Yucatan. And so I said, okay. And she's like, yeah, so we're able to come here about once once a month and, and sell what we make. And this is how I make a living. Yeah. And I just thought that was so amazing just because everything, of course, is one of a kind because it, different people make different things and have their own style. But I really did like the part where they felt there was a sense of empowerment, like this the ability to be mm-hmm. and to sustain your family right because of what you do and and what your culture has taught you and i was just really impacted by that and and kind of entertained by that idea yeah so then in, so it's i mean it sounds like it definitely made an impact like you said mm-hmm. on you because in 2015 that's what i was reading and mm-hmm. it, you started an online yeah, store, market. Mm-hmm. market yeah how did that come about like how did you transfer all of those goods 
hear, like how explain that to us? So actually, um, I got the, again, it was such an honor to go to the United Nations as a delegate. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So I had the awesome. um, ability to go to the United Nations with the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom. And um, but I had to fundraise. Right. Because mm. New York City is not cheap. And um, they were like, look, you got this this delegation. You're c- going to be able to come. And but you have to kind of take care of these these other pieces. And I was like, OK, like I'm not going to let this opportunity go. And so part of what I was already entertaining was, um, and also a reason why I wanted to go to the United Nations was was because I wanted to see if this concept was working in other countries. This idea of collecting groups of people together, paying them a fair wage for the work that they're already doing. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to see, hey, is this sustainable? And is anybody else doing this? And let's not reinvent the wheel. Can we replicate? And so that was really kind of the driving force for me to go to the UN, um, probably a hidden agenda, because I was also <laughs> a delegate for, for for the Women's International League for Peace and Freedom. But um, And so what I did was like, well, first, let me see if there's even an interest in Houston, right? Mm-hmm. Like, let me see if people even, I love this stuff. I love all the Mexican, you know, the, the Talavera, the bordados, the shirts, the runners. Like, I'm in love with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that other people are, right? So I was like, okay, how am I going to just see if people are interested? So part of a fundraiser was um, I held a mini mercado. Mm-hmm. And um, I had like a tamale bar and then I had a table of just full of artesanías and that I had brought with me during a during a recent trip to Mexico. And I was like, okay, so let me let me kind of put the idea out there. These are all fair trade and this is all artisan based. Right. So directly traded with artisans. And basically, for me, it was a pilot. Like, are people going to buy this? Are people just going to look at it? Are they just going to be like, I don't really know what to do with it. Like, I like the colors. But, and it was a hit. Like, people were really like, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen this in a long time. My grandmother used to have this. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I love these colors. I'm so glad I have this. It's going to be a great gift. And so I felt like people, even though they didn't know that, I felt like that was their blessing. I was like, okay, so let me go to the UN and let me kind of investigate if this is going to work. Right. And for and and can you um, explain to those that don't understand, like don't know, like how exactly would you define fair trade? Yeah. So fair trade is really so I, I break it up in two words. Like what is what is a fair wage mm-hmm. for the person who is making the craft? Right. And so um, oftentimes these artisans um, have to lowball and mainly because their fear is nobody's going to pay for this. And this is how I make a living. But when you start talking to them and you see this beautiful table runner. Right. And it's you. You can obviously see that it's been made by them. You ask, oh, wow. How long did this take you? Oh, three weeks. Mm. And it's like, wow, this is beautiful. How much is it going for? Oh, you know, 10 bucks. Mm mm. and so it's like so you're sitting there you're like 10 bucks right and then you kind of transfer that to to mexican pistols and you're like there's no way Mm -mm. and then you kind of like oh is it just you oh no i have a family i have three kids my wife is making these or you know and i'm like this isn't sustainable and yet um we go over there with the ability to pay more, right? 
but we we always ask for less and we we almost demand from them and oftentimes the people that are creating these are from indigenous communities um and they're selling and they're hustling and i'm like why can't we respect this one why can't we respect the work too and also why can't this be sustainable for them and so um, the way to really do that is say, what is a sustainable price for you? What is going to help you be able to live and not just make it, but live well? And they know that price. They're like, really, senorita? De esto debe de costar tanto. This really should be, right, like 35 bucks or 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. And again, we're talking dollars and they transfer to pesos. And I'm like, okay, I'll pay that price. And they'll look at you like, why? And I'm like, because you just told me this takes you three weeks. And so it really is about talking to people about this is all handmade, handcrafted, artisan-based, and really a fair trade. Right. Wow. What, um, you mentioned a couple of the items. Um, some of them, I, didn't, I don't know what you said. I'm not sure what that translates to. Can uh-huh. you, um, give us some more like examples of different mm-hmm. types of items that you would like that you go collect. Yeah, so we um, are currently working with a new family that does talavera. So talavera is like the Mexican, the beautiful Mexican hand-painted plates, cups, and bowls. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And yeah. so they're from Puebla, and so those are kind of coming in soon. And so they literally, it's pottery, but it's the Mexican pottery. Um, we have bordados. Bordados are our shirts, and really it's hand embroidery, um, different style shirts. Some some of them are Punta de Cruz. Some of them are the, the big flower stitching. Um, some of them are Rococo, depending on the style of how it goes. Um, and then we have table runners, so um, caminos de mesa that are like woven literally in and out, but they create like birds and, and, mm. and flowers. Mm-hmm. And you can just sit there and look at this and think like, we know this took a while. Right. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's just, wow. Yeah, I liked, I remember when we went into your um, store, because you had the, um, that event, uh, remind me the name of it? El Grito de Dolores. There it is. See, mm-hmm. it sounds so much better coming from you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was an awesome event, by the way. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I remember going through your store, and there was like all this different stuff in there. I was just kind of like, because it was the first time I had walked in, I always see it, but it's usually closed, and because um, I'm usually there, we're there way too late when we mm-hmm. go hang out, and that. she's <laughs> <laughs> hey now you were with me <laughs> and uh and uh yeah yeah i thought the same thing when i was kind of looking around I was like oh my god like this is really really cool stuff but i i i kind of like look back at it and it reminds me of my childhood going to mexico a lot because mm-hmm. we used to go to mexico a good amount like in my elementary mm-hmm. time but then i guess stuff started getting worse and worse yeah. after that mm-hmm. so we don't go nearly as much i can't even remember the last time i went mm-hmm. i was still in school um but i wonder if that you know if that lends to it so a lot of people here are like well you can't just go to mexico anytime you want now and go get all the you know, all the, all the good mm-hmm. handmade stuff. Or... Mm-hmm. So I think for us, it was like uh, part of what Tierra wants to do. And, and I, I hope we communicate this message is we obviously know that there's people um, who can travel back and forth to Mexico. We have that privilege. We have that status. Um, and then we also know that there's a large undocumented group of people who can't. Mm-hmm. And so we want to remind them and, and bring little pieces of Mexico to them. Yeah, and I think that's really what whether that's through El Grito through some of our customs that maybe we can't be in El Zócalo de DF during El Grito but 
let's bring it to Houston because we can still stay connected. And so really that's what Tierra is about. Like, how can we connect you to Mexico? Um, status or no status, or even um, the ability to travel there or not. And obviously, I think also the important part for us was we often, in, in Tierra, people are like, oh, is Tierra political? And I'm like, well, we represent, or our job is to represent the best of Mexico. And we often hear, especially now in political times, what is not the best of Mexico. And so I think oftentimes people just hear like all of this like negativity and that mm -hmm. we're this and that we're that and that we we're here to do this. And it's like, no, you're forgetting about the beauty, about the color, about the culture, about the family, about the hustle, about the food. And so really that's what we're trying to do with Tierra. Mm -hmm. I really um going back to that that event that you had like that whole the whole feel of it was just so cool you know like with the you had like the food you mm -hmm. had the vendors you had the music that was popping um DJ, DJ, DJ Gracie, Gracie Chavez, Chavez. she's mm -hmm. awesome shout out to her um, yes. yeah we talked to her for a little bit that day we ran over there and said what's up because I was telling Lou so like dude we have to go say hi because like this music's jamming man like she's I'm awesome like, <laughs> yeah. boom, boom. I probably got I probably got teary-eyed there too <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just like feeling it I was I mean yeah. I haven't I have to like literally bite my lip to not cry because it really, if you, like, just being Latina, but specifically, like, for me, being Mexican, being there at an event that was showcasing the beauty that is Mexico, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it just, it kind of made me feel reconnected oh, to those God. that I had lost. Thank you. You know? Thank you. I cry again. That's okay. <laughs> Let it out. Man, it's like being on the couch, y'all. <laughs> well, I am a therapist by training. <laughs> That's what's going on. That's what's happening. So then I was two years old, and I was, <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was, but but yeah, it it was like seriously. It it just really did feel like that kind of um, just reconnection, and it wasn't like in a cheesy manner. Yeah. Because often I've seen that, especially in being in Houston, being in yeah. Texas, depending on where no. you go. Yep, absolutely. There was no wait, wait. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there was no pin the tail on the boodle, right? No, yeah. and no, yes. and no props to that, and right? No sombrero so that people yeah. can, right? You know, play with no. Yeah. And that was, and thank you for saying that. That is so important for us. For us, el grito. I've had again the privilege of to celebrate el grito in Mexico, and it is beautiful. I think and, I just saw it the whole time. <laughs> and, you know, there's, I mean, and that is really hard to put on. Let me just say that. That's oh, a I lot of <laughs> We yeah. are so tired um, for, for, for weeks, but not just that. Like, I, I really am grateful for Lorena and Marlene and, and Cindy who, who helped us um, for, for El Grito. And really what we're trying to do is kind of like, how do we, how do we let people know, like, this is what it's about. It's about mm -hmm. good food. It's about great music. Mm -hmm. It's about bringing your family out. It's about um, reminiscing maybe like your childhood, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh my God, this reminds me of like the town. Like, oh my God, this would remind me of Tehran when I was, when I would go with my grandparents. It reminds me of walking around with my grandma. Yeah. Right. And mm -hmm. so we, we do the whole papel picado and the banderas mm -hmm. and the vendors and the aguas and the pan and, and the tacos and the mariachi and and every year, like, in my mind, I'm like, if I could just replicate this and do this, and our hope is, like, every year we can really work on that. And, again, the what we're trying to do through Tierra is bring you Mexico mm -hmm. um, because we know people can't always go there. Um, and then also 
you know, like my grandparents are, are part of this, the border towns about two hours from Monterrey. And it is dangerous to go mm -hmm. there. And they will say, hey, we'll meet you in the valley. Like, don't don't come over here. It, and so for me, it's like this is how I'm going to stay connected by kind of replicating and redoing these events, not just for myself, because I, I do that for myself, but it is amazing. And I too get teary eyed to walk outside and see 500 plus people out there jamming to DJ Gracie Chavez, mm -hmm. eating cochinita tacos, mm -hmm. listening to mariachi music and seeing the dancing. The like, dancing was awesome. That oh. to me is like, why the hell not right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it was and i think it was also really beautiful to see people um I, you know thriving having their shops you know i think it was was it santa diabla okay yeah yeah she was one right of store? the she was one of the vendors yeah man she i mean i don't know how much stuff i bought from that store <laughs> i really i think i think i was like nat hold my bag like, <laughs> hold I, me back <laughs> yeah i was like i had to take pictures and natalie's actually drinking oh, yeah. uh, coffee out of oh, a, that's awesome. a store, one of the stores i think from naturals natural by, by um, mirna yes, yes. Hagelsby. yeah oh, natural yeah. right there yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she is so great. She's actually also from Mexico. Heck yeah. And she vends all the time, natural. Yes. I just, I was kind of like pissed that I'm broke because I was like, dang it. I kept getting everybody's cards. I was like, I'm going to take your card. I'm going to take your card. And I was like, I'll be back, y'all. Yeah. I'll be back. I'll, I'll buy something. I'll buy and something. it's also to promote small businesses, right? Oh, like, for sure. These are people who, I mean, you should, and people Gotta don't, small people don't come Obviously, when we're setting up, like, we, we try really hard to be up and ready. But people come, like, they're sweating. They're putting their tents up. Like, yeah. they're coming with their family. They've prepped for these events for, mm. for weeks. And so I think it's super powerful when people, like, go and, and just purchase from them. And it's like you're directly impacting your community. So we're right. all for shopping small and lo local vendors. So mm. we're really happy that we have the Mercado piece. And it obviously adds to, again my time in Merida and kind of seeing people like an organized way of vending. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So do you stick just with um, like the business aspect of it or do you dabble in the arts as well? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so what do you mean by that? By like, do you do it? Do you, um, do you do anything like that? I mean, do you craft anything yourself? Or oh, okay. Is it, is it gotcha. all the bit? Are you just, you know, you're the businessman, like, yeah. you know, businessman. <laughs> So I wish I had uh, the ability to to do some of those bordados and Punta de Cruz. I do not. So um, I I don't personally craft anything that's in the store. I think, um, you know, yes, I, I obviously have like the business piece, but I think and, and people have said that have told me it's for me, it's like, how can we how can I recreate what's in my head out loud? And so I feel like in some ways that is my creative outlet. Um, by day, I, I, I'm a mental health professional, so I, I deal with a lot of trauma and listening to really sad stories. And so Tierra is my outlet. Mm -hmm. And so it is the creative piece that we all have. We all have those creative pieces. And so for me, it's like, how can I make this happen? How can I make it come alive? And so I guess that's, that's the art piece for me. Yeah, I like that. So how you, you spoke on that, that, you know, you have you work as a mental health professional. Mm -hmm. I mean, that in itself is like a huge undertaking to go yeah. to work and help all these individuals who are going through some serious 
serious things. Yeah. And they're looking for you to for basically to, in a sense, save them, right? To kind of help yeah. them out, which I hate yeah. to put more pressure on you, but you know, <laughs> no pressure. Um, but, but, in, but seriously though, like you're, you're, you're helping these people every day. Mm-hmm. And then you have this, and you know, Megan coined that, that side hustle, right? You, yeah, you have the store. Hustle. What keeps you motivated to keep going when those days get just so, so overwhelming, you know, yeah. just physically demanding, mentally demanding. Like you said, I mean, to undertake an entire event and, and mm-hmm. going to get what you need for your store, like what keeps you motivated to keep going? That's a really good question. It's an overwhelming question too because I oh, <laughs> because I feel like I don't do that so well, you know. But mm. um, I, I I will have to say this, and to be completely transparent, in May I feel like I had a mini breakdown mm. because it's um, I would be lying if I say that this is sustainable, right? I I am a mental health professional by day. I teach undergraduate classes. Ooh. And I have my business and um, it's not sustainable. Right. And so in May, I really had to take a step back and say, like, who are the people that are surrounding me, which are amazing? I have a great my family. um, And that could make me cry as well. Just like really good people. Right. And they were showing up for me and I have to kind of let go of some of these things. And so I have, um, we have a new member of our team. Her name is Noeli. She's, she's an undergraduate student at um, the university of Houston and she has been so great. And so she is there at the shop, you know, selling the, selling our stuff, telling people our story. Marlene, she's, she does a lot of my marketing stuff. She really was like, Hey sis, take a step back, like chill, breathe, like find yourself. We're going to take care of this. Lorena, the same. I mean, like, and, and I say all of that because again, I don't, I don't want to put a message out there. Like that this, that, that this hasn't taken a toll. Um, it has, but at the same time, it has brought me so much life. And so, um, so what I do now is obviously I have to say no to other commitments. There mm-hmm. are things that I, I people email us all the time and they're like, hey, can you can you vend? Can you be here? Can you? Be? And it's like, I wish, but I can't like right. physically we can't like there are things I have to say no to. And sometimes it's like, wow, but this could really help us boost us. Take, and it's like, but Yvonne, you you can't. Yeah. And um and so there are some things that I have to that I have to say no to professionally um, with Tierra. Um, there are trips that I can't make. There are things that um, I can't do. But really, the the business side is like okay, like something sustainable doesn't necessarily have to have you in the picture. Right. And so I really had to learn that the hard way that you know Tierra can still be sustainable, that we can still be growing this, but Yvonne doesn't necessarily have to be at everything because you got to take care of yourself. Yeah, we, we had that um, one of our episodes. It was called "Know Your Limits." Know your limits. and that was what yeah. we were talking about. It was like finally learning to be yeah. able to say no, to mm-hmm. you know, be able to tell people no, or yeah. if you can't do that, you can't. I mean, I've, I know. Yeah, I've been there. I, I think that was definitely that, that's been my year for sure. Mm-hmm. It's been personally for me too, like realizing, hey, like I got to know my limit. I got to yeah. know my limit with people. I have to know my limits that I need to impose on other people. Like, hold up. Yeah, like hold on you know because i think that's another thing too you know those personal um 
uh, connections or, or family, friends. Sometimes you yeah. got to also tell them, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You know, yeah. <laughs> time out. <laughs> especially the people who are used to you saying yes. Yes, like that's if a they're, difficult if, part. If, especially like, like I said, works with family a lot or doesn't work with family a lot, I guess, because of that, because they're so used to mm. you. They've mm. known you these 30-something years. You know, like they know yeah. that you're going to say yes. So the minute you say no, it's kind of like a slap in the face to them. You're like, whoa, yeah. hold on. That's my life. This yeah. Is- me first. <laughs> and it only took me 30, I forget how old I am, 24 years. Uh, my, my short 21. <laughs> my short 21 years. I mean, I just had my first drink, like, last weekend. Uh, <laughs> oh, now you lying. Now so, you lying. Um, Don't be lying to these people. <laughs> I'm going to have my quince in a couple of months. That's so funny. So, I'll have to know, get you here. My quince. <laughs> Man, I missed my boat for my quince. Can Your I have boat? a triple quince? Yeah. <laughs> Can do, I do, do, it? It at, do it at 45. You get the triple. Dude. That's triple, right? 15, 15, 15. 15 to the third. 45. I'm not even trying to do math right off the top of my head. Oh, wait, 15. Is that to the <laughs> it's third? It's like after workouts. <laughs> I'm like, that's right. I, I clocked out. The, these numbers aren't working in here. Nothing's turning I'm here. I'm certain that's correct. It's like the lights are not even on. It's like nobody's home. The lights are on. Everything's off right now. I'm sorry. But yeah, I want to have a little bit of quince. Did you have a 15? You know, I didn't, and I'm sad about that. And it was oh, Yvonne. Never mind. <laughs> Wait, you didn't have one, right? Record scratch. <laughs> you didn't have one, right? Oh my God, team! Nobody had team, one. Team, no, team nobody, nobody had a quince. Nobody had a no Okay, can I can I say why I didn't have one, and I regret this? I'm going to regret okay. this until the day I die. Yes. I remember my parents. I remember, uh, man, my parents here are going to be upset. I remember them talking to each other privately okay. at the dinner table about. Money struggles. Yeah. And I overheard it. I'm going to cry again. That's okay. Let it out. <laughs> Man. Um, and I heard them talking about money struggles. And I was like hiding basically in the hallway, like mm. just like being on nosy, listening in. Mm-hmm. And no more than like 10 minutes later, they just happened to say, loose. And I was like, yes. And they're like, and they're like you know, are you going to want a 15? You know? And I right away, I was like, no, uh, I don't want a stupid 15. Like, mom. how do you say yes? This is stupid. That, right? and uh, like, man, I don't want that. That's a waste of money, you know? I, I didn't, I, one, I was always a loner. So, technically, that hall would have been empty. <laughs> but, like, but also, you know, I just, I regretted not celebrating it. Yeah. I regretted mm-hmm. not celebrating it. it. Not necessarily like the whole thing with the dress and blah, blah, blah. And however many homeboys and homegirls you got to got to d- dance with you and all that. And I have two left feet. But it was, <laughs> it was, I didn't want to impose on them. Yeah. I, don't, I just didn't want to impose on that them. That makes sense. And it makes sense for, for the type of person that you are now as an adult too. You know, like I, I only know, known you as an adult, but I mean, you're very um, selfless. Hmm. So, oh, there she goes again. Here we go again. Uh, it's like the tenth time. Emotional roller coaster. Yeah. Oh my god. So what? So what? Have, what? What's the story with you? I hope it's not so, a negative one. No, it's it's not. <laughs> so you know, my parents. My so I'm I'm one of three. My older sister, me, then my younger sister, and my older sister had had one, mm. and. It was great, but I also saw, like, all the work that you put into it as small as you want to have one. Yeah. And so my parents were like, hey, so do you do you want a 15? Or maybe we can get you, like, a used car instead. And I was like, okay. Like, I think I like a car. You're talking. I know. And so. Um, Bribe me. But I think, I think it was a little bit of both. I think my, uh, and I would say mainly my dad, um, probably didn't want, like, to kind of do all of that 
that again. So it's easier to just say, hey, do you want like a small little car instead? And and also I was I was in in dance. And so I had to get up really early. And I think my parents didn't want to take me either. (laughs) So um, it ended up being that I I didn't have a 15. They, They did get me a little car. And um, but then I re- I've, I regretted that. Like yeah. I was like, oh, that's such an important. That's such a big piece of our culture. And mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. my mother was. It was time for my sisters, and and my sisters like, I want Yvonne's option. And my, and I was like, Mom, don't give her that option. Like Aww. she has to have one, right? And so um, she didn't get an option, and she was very upset about it. But then that day, she had a blast, and she remembers that. Like th- those are really powerful memories. Yeah, those are really powerful memories. And so, um, so my sisters did. Um, I didn't, and I, it, I would say it was my fault. But who knows what they're asking for but at hey, fifteen? You're right? the reason that they got those memories on. The yeah, you, know what I mean? yeah. you probably have... gave them rides in your car anyway. So. I know. I picked up my sister. A, a double quince. I know. You have like a big one. A big one. A big one. Have you? Uh, now I want to give away your age. I don't know how old you are, but I don't want to give it away. I'm 28. So you haven't had, you still have time. Oh my God. I'm so excited right now. Oh my God. And imagine if she threw the party. Ah! Everyone's invited. I'm so freaking excited right now. I'm sorry. I'm kind of freaking out. I, I guess I, I mean, I guess I, I could. No, no. Woo! I guess I could. So I'm No, I mean. <laughs> I'm gonna put that so Nike or Reebok again. I cannot. I'm like so excited. Oh my god, this is like okay. It would so be you, a great Mexican party. Yes. Now you say you mentioned dance, so I'm assuming you like to dance. I love to dance. So you don't have two left feet like mm. I do. <laughs> no. Earlier when I got here, we were talking about dancing. I don't even know how the conversation started, but Natalie said, "Do you like to dance?" And I said, "Oh yeah." But I mean, I don't know how. I just kind of move like this. The minute I put my arm up, <laughs> my shoulder popped. Yeah. Oh. Like that, and they were just went like, like this whole crack. And I was like, oh, are you okay? I was like, and that's why I don't dance. No, I love to dance. My my mother and father danced. I, I, I they tell us these stories, like how they would go to like, um these these little you know little clubs in yeah. in the east end particularly mm-hmm. and and so um no i i had we like to el portal <laughs> she's okay. what i'm talking about there's one on canal <laughs> that's what she knows. see that's my people she's in my she's in my zone right next to las nachas bar <laughs> i mean we're we are fancy and don't you i'm not gonna like don't you tell us otherwise okay? oh my god i ain't saying nothing but, no, but, but uh, <laughs> so it's funny when you said that your parents dance and that you dance i know this is not probably not the case but i imagine all of you in like matching adidas uh track suits like dancing <laughs> But I'm pretty sure that's not. <laughs> that's not, not the type of dance we do. No, no, <laughs> not, not at all. Right? Not okay, at all. okay. <laughs> so, like, when you do feel like dancing, uh, where do you go besides your living room, or you know? Like- you know, it's so funny. I have a friend. Um, <laughs> what has been wanting to go dancing I'm also a shy person I am going to say that mm-hmm. so um, other than the the fiestas that we get invited to um, and then I I am single so I so you know dancing Ready kind of requires <laughs> dancing requires some, someone to dance with and so um, no but I, I mainly do it at the fiestas that I throw by hey, you know who your, your dancing partner is <laughs> 
that drink you should be holding. That's the partner right there. I've been out I'm not I've by been myself. I'm not dancing by myself. I'll be like, who are you dancing with? This is right here. By myself. This Jameson room right here. We dancing all me night. And Jack, me and Jack like to dance. I love dancing with Jack. <laughs> so when the time that you were mentioning, I'm sorry, I interrupt you. Like, no, it's okay. So like what, like bars, clubs, you said just the parties and stuff, yeah. huh? We gotta take you out. <laughs> yeah, I, work. You, kind of, I think I've listed like all the places I work. So, I, what I, kind I, of dancing do you like to do? Definitely like merengue, mm-hmm. cumbia. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, you know. yeah. Have you ever, um, during the summer? You ever went DJ's to DJ's playlist? I mean, DJ Gracie's playlist is yeah, pretty, yeah. pretty on point. Have you ever just well. had to get, click play? Play <laughs> to DJ Gracie. <laughs> That's right. Put her in the living room. I feel like saying Alexa played uh, DJ. What? 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 I don't think Alexa has it. Alexa, play DJ Gracie Chavez. I'm not sure I heard that correctly. <laughs> oh, no. We need an, a Latina. Alexa. I know. Latina. Alexa, you're fired. I need, give me a, a, a Latina name for Alexa. Give me yeah. a... What's her name? Maddie. <laughs> Everybody's Maria. My middle name is Maria. Maria. Mari, play me Aguita de Melon. Does she really get it? No, it's Natalie. Oh, my God. I'm like, Look at her levels are going off the charts, man. Over there. Your music went... <laughs> now it's on Alexa. There she goes. <laughs> look at my dance move. Look at my dance move. I'm doing like that sprinkler right now. This is why I don't dance. This is why I don't dance. This is why I also don't have a dance partner because this is me in the club. <laughs> That is so funny. Yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> She's in that mood. And this is my friends whenever I'm with them in the club. <laughs> I'm like, where are you going? Come back. Come back. I used to hang out with my with my single friends. They'd be like, oh <laughs> it's like, but why? Like, there you go. <laughs> oh, you did that with the white man overbite. <laughs> yeah. Mm, 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 just jamming. Just jamming. And, and it's funny when they'll ask me, do you know how to dance? I'm like, straight looked at me like you know like real like what have I done and I was like I can't dance I'm so sorry and he just he laughed so hard he went and he bought me a drink oh there you go I was like score but yeah I can't dance you know I can't dance I can't dance at all I'm sorry I think I'm I was so sorry to everybody that ever has to dance around me so like who do you who do you listen to like what kind of music do you you know, I know we talked Latino about dancing. Pop. Yeah, I, l- I listen to a lot of Spanish pop. Yeah. Um, in our store, we play a lot of Natalia, <gasps> um, Carla Morrison, I love Natalia mainly Lopaca. because of my sister. I love her. <laughs> I'm going to cry again. I love Natalia. <laughs> so you many... know that song in El 2000? Which one? From Natalia La Forcade. Is that how you say it? Natalia La, La, La Forcade. Uh, That's an old song. That's when she was with the band. With with the actual group, and now she's by herself, and she does a lot of duets. Oh my gosh, she's so amazing! <laughs> so when people come, we have, I, and I, I, my sister is watching right now, so she would totally say like, "Hi, sister." Yeah, so she's, um, <laughs> she would totally say like that. That's her. She has, she has great taste in music, and yeah. so she'll definitely be playing. Um, 
you know, like some some Spanish pop. And mm-hmm. oftentimes it's not like the Spanish pop we hear now. Mm-hmm. And so we do get people like who come in and they're like, oh, my gosh, like like they're looking at all the Mexican stuff, like yes. reminiscing. And then the song comes on and it's like, you guys, that was like on point. Like it matches so well. So, um, yeah, so we, we try. So you got to have some Natalia. That makes me so happy. I can't wait to put her on the playlist this I week. I was looking for it right now, I but Alexa, Natalia. she's not Mari. Alexa she's not Mari. Natalia, Natalia. <laughs> Look at me. I'm all mixed up. Natalia, Alexa, whatever. You're all, you're fire, dude. You're so fire. Um, so, so mostly Spanish pop. What about yeah. like any like Spanish rock, Spanish? Mm-hmm. What's like, what's some Spanish rock that you listen to? That is putting me on the spot. <laughs> that wasn't on the pre-question. That wasn't, y'all. Um, I'm sorry. I diverted. I diverted. I wasn't ready. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty. I'm phone a friend. Marlene, what is the what is the uh, some of the Spanish rock yeah. that we play uh, at the store? No, I really will say like it's funny, but these are some of the things. Oh, she she told me Zoe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I was I saw, gonna say. Yeah, I saw them live. Oh, yeah, no, you're fine. I saw them. Yeah, I saw them live. Um, they were awesome. And so I'll be like, hey, can you work on this playlist? You know, the gritos coming before DJ Gracie comes. Can you just make sure something is playing? And like, she'll she'll figure it out. And people are jamming to it. So I love um, I love my Spanish pop and rock. I know. And I don't know if I can ever get into the Spanish hip hop, but uh, I mean. I'm gonna, I mean Pass. <laughs> Hard pass. <laughs> I've been digging, uh, like, I know this dude's kind of older, but you ever heard of El Dusty? Damn, you went to, like, um, Hala Balloons. Girl. Girl. Oh, my God. Right there in the Maybe Hala Balloons, girl. Maybe Hala Balloons. It's South Houston. Yeah. You know Grupo Limite went there. I like me some Limite. Like. <laughs> I love Limite. Limite. Yeah, but that, uh, I have the cassette from Limite. Yeah. Where she, they got all their, their cowboy clothes and they're standing in front of, um, what's it? I can't, Cerro de la Silla. And they're just posing. Okay. And it is the most like country. I'm going to tell mean, you. It is no, when you put Alicia Villarreal, you're just like, it takes you back to early Dude, 90s. Those album like covers, 90s. man. Some of those old like Dejano cover albums are hilarious because they're like whole groups, you know, and they're, they the got stuff they are wearing. Outfits. Oh my God. They're ready to go. <laughs> With the bling. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, con- I could talk about music like probably all night. I just, <laughs> I just love music. I love all kinds of music. I love Spanish music. Music. I can go on and on, and on. Um, but I kind of like taking like a left turn. Okay. So you grew up in Houston. I did. You lived here your whole life. So did you go to Astro World? I did. <laughs> you did it. I did. Oh, you did. I, I was like, yes, finally, somebody else. Aww. I went to Astro World and I went You're to Waterworld. No, we did. Oh, Waterworld, yes, man. We did. Yeah. Okay, so Astro World, like, what did, did you do on the roller coasters? Okay, so I'm a big scaredy cat. <sighs> see, 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 see. <laughs> that I'm whole not the only stomach, one. this whole like my stomach dropping. So I was yeah. mainly a kitty ride person. With the bamboo. <laughs> Uh, yes. Oh, the water. The, yeah, some the of the water, water rides. Ooh, I did that. I did out. that one, like <laughs> that one drop, but the whole like loops and coming mm-hmm. up and down. It's not. Not mm-hmm. for you. It's really mm-hmm. hard. If you ever get on a roller coaster, do not go to the one at Kima Boardwalk. You could just fly out into the water. Or somewhere else. <laughs> I don't know. Just fly out. Fly out. The wooden one? Yeah, the wooden one. I can't handle the bullet. Yeah. The bullet. No, no. 
Pass. It'll shoot you right out. <laughs> it really will. Pass. That's I never forget Sam telling me, like, just try it once in your life. Just get on the roller coaster. What if you love it? And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll do it. And, and I still haven't been able to out. find that picture. But I mean, it was oh, like, yeah, that's right. Like five chins. I, I was do, just freaking out. So you never, did you ever do Waterworld at all? No. You never went to Waterworld? Girl, so Waterworld was right, it was, it was <laughs> connected to Astroworld and you could like, instead of going straight into Astroworld, you'd make the right and you'd hit on into mm-hmm. the little. Oh, I, don't know. I did, I did some, I did definitely more rides at Waterworld. Then. So then you can swim. I can't. <laughs> Not the only one, Natalie. <laughs> See, it's, it's, I mean, let me tell you, I I have a friend who's like, hey, so um, we got to get you some swimming lessons. I know. I just, it scares me. It and you does. Know what? The YMCA, man. But I listen, I firmly believe, I firmly believe that you cannot learn how to swim as an adult because you know that death is real and you know that if you drown... It could be the end of you. When you're a kid. So you're motivated then, No right? way, man. The minute that they say let go, I believe me. You can ask Brandy. Let go. She has tried it. People, Various people have tried it. They put me in their arms like a baby in the water. And they're like, okay, yeah, well, leave me in you, your arms. You, you, you sink. I just start like, I literally, well, it's I can't. I literally start swallowing the water. It's, I can't. Well, yep. I guess I guess like at Waterworld, you don't have to worry about it. you. Don't, you come out into like a pool of you know where you can stand up most of the time. Oh. Like those. Well, the the I don't like I don't like the slides. Like mm-hmm. I hate the like the real tall slides. Oh no! There was this one in Waterworld. It was back in the back corner, and they had like, it was like a double slide like that. I went up there and peer pressure. It's the only reason I ever did half the stuff. That's right. why you don't go with your peer friends. <laughs> um, but I was up there in my little bathing suit, my little bikini, and I think I was like, but I was like in high school, maybe. Yeah, I had to be in high school. Um, and then, uh, I got the biggest wedgie, man, like, <laughs> down that slide. When I got down to the bottom, like, I, I had 20s on, but I didn't know where they were at. Oh, my God, <laughs> Natalie, Gorgina, <laughs> Susia. You're like, hey, not doing that again. It was normal. That natural, is, okay? I, that is a quote of the episode. Oh I had God, my chonas on, but I didn't, didn't know where, where they were, they were. <laughs> Where are my chonas, though? Hey, Waterworld. <laughs> Waterworld. Hashtag Waterworld. <laughs> but that was the last, the first and the last time I ever rolled one of those tall oh, no, slides man, like that I can't before. do that. No way. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm just, I, I mean, I hate that both of us don't know how to swim, but I'm glad that our guest is also in the same boat. That's <clears throat> swim. In, in, the, the, boat, in, in the, boat. the boat, not outside. Not outside the boat, but <laughs> no, in the same boat as I, I cannot am. swim. Um, but hey, um, that hasn't stopped me from... Getting in cenotes in the Yucatan and hey. and going into Progreso Beach and going Enjoy into the, the blue waters of Mexico. So you gotta live. You can't be afraid to. Yeah, no, just have me salvavidas and we're all good. <laughs> I don't know if I've what? said this story. I don't know if I have said this story, but I'm gonna quickly say this. I, look at me wagging my finger. I see it. I see I the finger. <laughs> I never forget because earlier you said that you said about how the water's not that deep. Mm-hmm. My parents took me on it. Okay, my my luck is so bad. That my parents were convinced that I was cursed. They took me to San Juan, is the the, the, the temple, church? the big church, San Juan Church or in something. The valley? In I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the mm-hmm. valley. Oh, see, see, see. Yeah, mm-hmm. they took me over there. Right, we went to the hotel. We had to stay at a hotel. We were at the hotel pool, and I got shot in the eye with the BB gun. <gasps> oh, I fall backwards no. into the water. My mom, my mom to this day, I was my mom sitting in front of me on the edge. I'm I'm in four foot deep water, maybe at the most four feet, right? And I start drowning because I start swallowing the water. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. And I still remember my mom saying, Parate. Just get up. ¿Qué estás haciendo? <laughs> Parate. Parate. 
and I'm just like, whoa. Like, I'm just, I was so scared that the minute the water like hit my face, first of all, first of all, okay, who has a BB gun in a pool? And then I find out it was a children. They had popped the window open of the hotel room and they were jumping in and out of the hotel room. Going into the pool and then getting yeah. out of the pool and going soaking wet in yes into the hotel room Lord. and they were shooting the like, beep 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 they were shooting the, the BB gun outside of the hotel window oh lord <laughs> so being in four foot water four feet deep water does not do anything to me <laughs> I'm assuming you stood up eventually eventually yeah. <laughs> I am still here <laughs> I am still still here hey did you guys hear um off subject again um Selena the Netflix special. They just announced it. Was it yesterday? I have very mixed feelings. Well, they're gonna they're gonna do a um uh in case anybody has not heard dropping the bombs right here uh, on Houstonish. Uh, yeah, they're gonna do a series um on Netflix uh, for about Selena and her life. Mm. But is it gonna be a documentary style series, or is there gonna be an actress playing her? There's it's got to be an actress thing. I'm already because it's gonna be following. (laughs) Because it's gonna follow. (laughs) It might not be Halo. I don't know. It could be anybody. I'm already. I'm telling you right now. (laughs) Listen, you know how I feel about Selena. Wait, what would you want? You would want them to just keep videoing like videos of her. I want them to let it go. Oh, I want that. Stop! 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 You didn't go get the bags. I didn't go get those bags. You didn't go get bags. I didn't get the bags. Did you get the bags? I didn't. You didn't. I don't. I, get back I don't want the bags. I want to keep looking but at my dreaming of you cassette. Somebody wants to me a bag. Oh, I'm good yeah. with that. <laughs> I, I just I love my dreaming of you cassette. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. yeah. Like that's that's <laughs> my thing. I'm gonna enjoy it. I just I don't know. I I, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm just kind of like leave it alone. Mm. You know? I don't know. Maybe it could be great. <laughs> You're like, mm, but maybe it's not. The minute I saw it in the notes for this episode, I was like, mm. the notes. I just, I yeah. just don't know how I feel. How do you feel? I'm excited. I'm, I'm, any, I'm all for anything, Selena. I mean, especially if they're working with the family. It's not like mm. somebody else is coming in well, telling true. her story. They're true. working with the family, like her sister is the, one of the producers. I mean, oh, okay. so it's kind of. I mean, I don't know. They could, it could definitely be done not well, but I kind of have a feeling with as much as. As much history as I had with Selena growing up, that no matter what's going to come out, I'm going to love it. But you know what? Maybe speaking on that, it's because it's so cheesy. But maybe because I'm like, stop research, like stop bringing to the surface my sadness. I already, Aww. I already dealt with her death, and y'all keep putting her back on TV, man. Stop <laughs> it! Like every it's time, graver. Yeah, like I already, like leave me alone. Only, I, maybe only that's I, it. The only thing I'm worried about is, um, is maybe not. Maybe that I already know the story. You know, I'm like, I already kind of know this story. Like, I, you know, I know how it. Yeah. Not, not, I mean, most importantly, I know how it ends, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, there's that. I but, I mean, oh I'm definitely going to watch it. I don't know when they're going to start doing the thing or yeah. if, when they're going to um, announce who the actress is going to be. Um, when it, So, it's going to be, it's going to be released next year? 2019? Um, I don't think they had their production. Yeah, I think they're just in production. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this for the first time ever on Houstonish. You heard it first on Houstonish. (laughs) (laughs) And I just thought about it too. This episode isn't going to come out until next week. Never mind. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it last Uh, on Houstonish. (laughs) You heard it a week late on Houstonish. (laughs) Well, you know, is next week already Christmas? No, no. No, The week after. The week after. after. So this one will come out on like the 19th-ish. And then the 25th or somewhere around there is really awesome. We're gonna take a we're gonna take a week off yeah. to you know enjoy Christmas enjoy with Christmas. our families, look at all the 
presents and instead of looking at each other's faces. Look at each other's faces. I'm just going to stare into this box. <laughs> I'm not going to stare at you. What do you do to, to celebrate the holidays? Like, do you, are you 20, I always ask people this, are you a 24 celebrator or the 25th? Totally 24. Noche buena. Yes. Totally 24. <laughs> um, so I have, I'm incredibly grateful that my extended family all lives here. Most of my extended family. So we, all of us come together. There's like 60 plus. Whoa. Yes. Dude. So we have pozole, tamales, buñuelos, brisket. Mm. Um, that should be that song. You know how they're like, yeah, beans, 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 potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, rice, pan, tamales. Yes. Oh my god, it looked like a factory of pan dulce. Pozole, mole, tamales, enchiladas, tortilla, puñuelos, puñuelos. Pozole, mole, tamales, enchiladas, tortilla, puñuelos, puñuelos. I mean, all of all all of the things you can think of, um, enchiladas, potosinas, like it's just all of the goodness, and we you come together. <laughs> I know, right? I said sixty plus, so right. so we'll be there then. <laughs> we just celebrate together. I mean, we we That's spend awesome. a good time. The loteria comes out. There's music. My tias are dancing. Mm. They get kind of crazy in the living room. Nice. Um, Hopefully, they're not popping bones like me. My, <laughs> my shoulders still hurt. Let me tell you, they definitely have their. Moves. Um, um, so we we celebrate Christmas Eve and and um, and then you know we we have recalentado Christmas Day. Yeah, I love it. Nothing to me. And I was talking to Megan about this. I said tamales are great and all, but nothing compares to the next day tamales where you put them in the comal yes. and you toast and them. And she was like looking at me like there is a difference. What? And I was like. Dude, there's a difference. <laughs> you don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know, okay? <laughs> like, wait till the next day. Oh, it goes out with the salsa, the yeah. coffee. There's a flavor. There's a flavor that you yes. just, oh, my God. No, it's I'm super sorry. Good. Super and I, good. And then I was that crazy uh, kid that would sleep under the Christmas trees. So I could be there and catch Santa. Yeah. <laughs> Never happened. Yeah. <laughs> Never happened. But uh, anyways, they would put the presents around me somehow. <laughs> And uh, I would wake up and I'd be like, heck yeah, it's Tamarita Morales. I know. I mean, I love you it. You get away from You wake up and you have presents around like, you. You push the presents to the side. You jump over into the kitchen. It's like in the morning, like legit. Like I wouldn't care about the gifts. I was like, move aside. Like, tamales. Tamales. You're open. Time. That's the gift you unwrap. Heck yeah, man. Tamales <laughs> so are the good. gift you unwrap so on good. Christmas Day for <laughs> sure. It. And then, okay, so. I know that Christmas happens, obviously. We're celebrating Christmas. And then it's the dreaded New Year resolution time that everybody brings up. Are you going to have any resolutions? I'm putting this vibe. I know. That also wasn't a question on the. No, I'm she just kidding. She's just like driving and writing questions on her way over here. I'm not no. I went back no, to my so, playwriting years where I was like, good question. Right yeah. No, that's so. So I, like I said, I just got back from Mexico City. So I had the. Just the pleasure of climbing Teotihuacan. Mm. So, Las Pirámides Aztecas. Oh, I saw that picture yes. too. So, that was awesome. Um, part of what, so I was with my team, which was Rodin and Marlene, and part of what we did was, we didn't get this on Insta Stories, but part of what I I said, I was like, okay, I want you to look out. So, we were on the Pirámide del Sol, and to the right was La Luna, Pirámide de la Luna. 
And I'm like, look out, um, state what you're grateful for for 2018, mm. and then state your desire. I mean, not out loud, but kind of, yeah. you know, in your mind, and and just let it be. Yeah. And so um, I, so yes, there are some resolutions. I think for me is learning to say no a little more, mm. right? Finding that that work life balance. Um, but then there's also this. Um, kind of these dreams that I, I have for for tierra oftentimes I, I, tierra is my heart in in come to life mm-hmm. and so um so just like how are we going to expand how are we going to invite people into this in into what we're creating here um so we have some things coming up that mm, um will will be announced in in January that we we're we're also going to start and then some personal like goals, how to stay healthy, like Oof. mind and body. And I think for me is more mind than it is body. Just like how am I going to take some mental health days? How am I going to find that balance? Um, be um, not working, which I would say is a, is a habit of mine to always be on the go. And kind of when I have a day off, it's filled with like things to do. And so being okay with nothing on that list is it's really kind of a focus and an intention that I need so um so yeah but to I don't think yet that I've thought about like I think I have this general idea and kind of some of these wishes but I think some of the more more intentions I haven't come up with them yet but I but I know a lot of it will have to do with kind of being good with with not filling up my my days Mm -hmm. which is a bad I do too. I I I picked up on on something you said, and I think it. I think you said um, being okay with nothing. Yeah, like being okay with nothing to do. Right, it's so tough. It is hard. It is so so tough. I mean, I don't think that Natalie and I would be doing the podcast if we were okay with sitting and doing nothing. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think we're both uh, very passionate people, and mm-hmm. and we've talked about this with our guests that being here, you know, in this setting right now, as with the podcast, and then our guests obviously are people who are also creative. So I think being a creative individual, you have you feel this need, yeah. this desire to keep creating, to keep yes. moving, whether it's creating a conversation, creating yes. a work of art, creating so feels, an event. So it feels weird when you're standing standing still. Yes, it's just like it's okay, I could movement. be working right now. Like I could be mm-hmm. actually getting some. I could be productive. Mm-hmm. At the moment, it's like, hey, mm-hmm. man, but the mentals are like, yeah, right. we need to chill. chill. We need to chill right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, calm down, girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's tough. Cool. Well, I don't want to do the wrap-up. I hate having to do the wrap-up, but I'm the producer in the, in the what is that? What did you call it? The person in the screen or behind the window? Uh, doing, I don't know. Doing Somebody the outside, wave where I'm like, hey, outside. guys, we're like, uh, we're, we, we're we take time being the producer out. and we're like... <laughs> The time is running out. Um, so I want to, before we uh, wrap up, yes. um, to let people know where to go find you. Yes. So, um, you know, anybody who's listening to this, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This of has been course. amazing. Yeah. I've had so much fun from, like, you had being in a training. <laughs> being in a training all day. <laughs> so you can find our store in the heart of the Easton. Um, we're at Tlaquepaque Market, 720A Telephone Road. Um, Houston, Texas, 77023. You can find us on Instagram as tierra.yvonne, Yvonne with a Y. And you can find us on Facebook as Tierra de los Artesanos. And so, um, we, you know, we ask people to just follow us and, and follow along and see what we're about and give us a chance, shop local, and, and show people really the beauty of Mexico. Yeah, right on. And again, we really, really appreciate what yes, you're doing. We really you. love the um, the 
the, the whole keep that spirit alive. Yeah, man. the spirit behind it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I'm gonna cry again if I think about it. So I'm just gonna <laughs> no more tears. No more tears, y'all. Peace out, Houston. No more tears. Bye. Bye, guys. Thank you. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Houstonish Podcast, and as always, find us at www.appealingcontent.com. This is Houston-ish. This is Houston-ish.